What's up, Video Landers? I'm your host, Mr. Miggity Miggity Mac, and with me tonight is my good friend, Dr. Diamond Triple D. Quick reminder, you can find us on AdventuresInVideoLand.com or on our Facebook at AdventuresInVideoLand. We are critics with attitude. Mm -hmm. In many of the AV podcasts, you'll hear some bad language. That's not really our style. So we'll try to keep this, what do you say? PG-13. Sure. Mild language and artistic nudity. Also, spoiler alert, if you don't want tonight's episode ruined, pause this episode, watch the movie, and come back later. With that said, tonight we'll be talking about Season 6 Pantheon nomination number 8, Jojo Rabbit. Nominated by Kyle Brown with guest voter Ryan Smith. Doug, before we get to any of that, let's chat about Pantheon. Sure thing. What do you want to know about Pantheon, good friend? Well, Dr. Diamond Doug, what is Pantheon? Well, Pantheon refers to movies that hit on all cylinders. It's our special shelf where we put movies that excel beyond uh, most other stuff that's out there in acting, directing, script, score, cinematography, special effects. It is essential viewing. It is the best of its genre it has an x factor and there are nine members on the av council and every three weeks a council member nominates a movie everyone votes yes or no gives their reasons with a write-up on the facebook page and in addition there is a guest voter that can come along that's ryan smith this week and there is also a facebook poll for where the everybody all the everybody's can go ahead and vote yes no haven't watched need to watch and the yeses are counted up and the aggregate yes score then counts as one vote. One. So nine council members, one guest <clears throat> voter, one aggregate vote from the uh, Facebook poll. Total of 11 votes. And what do you need to get into Pantheon? A two-thirds majority, which so, equals seven votes. I mean, not exactly seven, but but seven is definitely more than yeah, two-thirds. And six seven. is less than two-thirds. Sure, sure. So that's what they need to get in. All right, so Jojo Rabbit would need a total of seven out of 11 to get into Pantheon. This is our eighth nomination. We've had seven previously so far. So like Taxi Driver? Five of 11 did not get in. Ooh, how about Drive? Eight of 11 did get in. Ding! How about Iron Giant? Four of 11 did not. Mm, just missed it. How about Do the Right Thing? Eight of 11 made it in. Blade Runner 2049? Made it in with eight. God, The Godfather. That was a close one, but it just squeaked in with 11 of 11 a votes. clean squeak. Clean squeak. And how about uh, the last one we talked about, <clears throat> Reservoir Dogs. This was a nail-biter. It really, actually in, seriously was. It really was. was. And came it right came down to the last vote. With seven votes. This seven is the closest 11. one in a long time. So, uh, I'll tell you what. Um, before we get started, let's talk about foreplay. Sure, a little foreplay. So, get our, get, yeah, wet our whistles. Kind of wet our whistles. Wet our whistles. So, uh, so for foreplay, let's talk about Movies that have an that you can that you've seen that have an edge that might make you kind of maybe grit your teeth before you watch them like ooh I don't know how this is gonna go but then when you watch it you you get it you know what I'm saying like in Jojo Rabbit it's you know there's a Hitler character and it's about the Nazis sure. and and so you when some people look at this they're like oh, I don't know not sure about not that sure one. But, it's a dark comedy yeah yeah I mean like there's older movies like I say older but like in in the 80s you had movies like Heather's yes which was about bullying and, and blowing and up murder a school. and and that mm -hmm. sort of stuff uh, but it also was a comedy and a satire a satire uh, but it, it's a beloved film 
I uh, really like Heather's. Because it, treat, it treats the subject well, mm-hmm. and it's not glorifying these things, no, but it's no. using them as a vehicle. As a vehicle. Uh, Can you think of any other movies well, like that? Well, you've got The Producers, another springtime for there Hitler is, type yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are, I mean, we've talked about Mel Brooks movies, which kind of toe the line in terms of, uh, you know, like, hey, we're going to watch this funny movie about racism. About yeah, oh. racism and farting what and is it? Yeah, prostitution. Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. hilarious. Well, and, you know, there's a beloved uh, classic that when it was first pitched, it was... Some uh, Like It Hot? <laughs> that was, well, you know what? That's actually Back one. in the day. Back yeah. in the day where you're talking about. But no, the Apartment also the, by yes, Kyle Brown nominated were, that. Because they were talking about... Uh, living in uh, Sin. Living in Sin, premarital sex. But how about uh, the great dictator Charlie Chaplin movie... Not everybody has seen it, but if you've not heard of it before, he plays a character that whose name is very close to Hitler. Yeah. Uh, and he was predicting that this was what he was seeing, what was happening in Germany mm-hmm. pre-World War II. And he was saying, this is what I think is going. I know this guy. I know this, this character. This is where we're going. This is where it's going. And, it, and he, and he uh, was redeemed. You know, yeah. after he made the movie, but a lot of people did not see it. We're actually chat about that movie briefly a little bit later today. The uh, yeah, and and Jojo Rabbit is one of these where it's like, hey, you want to watch this funny movie? It's about Hitler, who's a, a very funny guy. It's a funny one. character. He's a funny guy. He's this kid's imaginary friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, those kind of movies sometimes. <clears throat> and, and I'll tell you one other thing: this Pantheon season, do the right thing, uh, was nominated, and my first thought was. And I'm just being completely yeah, honest yeah. here. I don't mind watching the movie. In fact, I'd seen it before and I remember and liking it. But my first thought was, I have to talk about it. What if I don't think it's Pantheon? Yeah. How do I say that and not not stand on being a white guy saying I don't like do the right thing? Like, yeah. how do I... Like, I had a, a few moments. I think we talked about it during that uh, conversation, in yep. fact. So you know uh, that that kind of a movie can sometimes be a little bit a little bit like uh, taking the the ride up the hill on the roller coaster before the big the first big fall, and then you realize you know yeah. it's a movie you can have you're gonna have a good time. All right, so let's talk about Jojo Rabbit. Uh, it is a PG thirteen movie uh, in the war drama comedy satire uh, genre. Uh, I looked up how to pronounce the director writer's name and found. Two ways. It's Buscemi. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. That was the last time. Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti. Is one way. Taiki Watiti is another. And uh, and it does. I, it, I, I'm sure he'll be happy to correct us if he listens to our podcast. Yes. And, and he can send it to us. But uh, I, I have to say that the first time I heard someone say his name, I thought they were joking because I thought they were just... Uh, they actually said it in the same way that the uh, uh, the the the, um, the 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 little um, Duplain, Wookies, the little Wookies no. from Star Wars <laughs> talked. <laughs> you're, anyway, you're thinking of the Ewoks. Yeah, the Ewoks. The Ewok, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. an Ewok language. Anyway, no, uh, he's he is an accomplished uh, comedian, writer, uh, actor, performer, <clears throat> and his and has really come into his own. I would say in the last uh, ten years or so. Uh, not that that's all the time frame he's been doing things, but he's done so much, so many different things in different genres that it's just ridiculous yep. in a really short period of time. But he's a director and, and, is, and wrote the screenplay produced by uh, 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 Carthew Neal. Sure. 
and and uh, uh, Taiki Watiti and Chelsea Winstanley. Cinematography by. Go um, ahead and say this one. Well, I'll, I will say it the way it's written on my paper. Mihai Melamer Jr., edited by Tom Eagles. It was in theaters in October of 2019. Uh, slipped under the slipped under the COVID wire there. Uh, runtime 108 minutes uh, was distributed by Fox Searchlight uh, TSG etc. and um, uh, from their studios. Uh, it was starring uh, Roman Griffin Davis, the kid, Scarlett Johansson, the mom, mm-hmm. Thomason McKenzie, the girl, mm-hmm. uh, Taika Waititi, Hitler, Hitler, uh, Sam Rockwell. He was one Goof, of my favorite Doof characters in the movie, by the way. <laughs> Alfie Allen, which that I was believe his, is his buddy. His, yeah, his quote unquote buddy. Yeah, and Rebel Wilson. Yes. Uh, so synopsis and oh, Stephen, and Stephen, and Stephen Merchant. Merchant. Yeah, yeah, I apologize. Uh, so once you read a short little synopsis from this Rotten Tomatoes. This is from Rotten Tomato. Jojo is a lonely German boy who discovers that his single mother is hiding a Jewish girl in their attic. Aided only by his imaginary friend, Adolf, Adolf Hitler, Jojo must confront his blind nationalism as World War II continues to rage on. And actually we pronounced uh, his, his imaginary friend's name incorrectly. We said Adolf, but it was actually Adolf. Was, anyway. <laughs> it was Adolf Hitler. <laughs> All right. Uh, IMDb rated it a 7.9 out of 10. Metacritic, a 58 on uh, 57 reviews. It's a little bit lower than other movies mm-hmm. we've looked at. Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 80%, 94% audience score. Audience liked it better than critics. They did. And on Google, 93%, almost matching the Rotten Tomatoes, uh, liked it on Google. So we got some a few reviews here, a couple on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Jason Best from Marie Claire. Rated it as fresh. Uh, is Wakiti's film, uh, film provocative? Yes. Silly? Undeniably. But it is also surprisingly tender and moving. And A.S. Hamra from the very popular The Baffler. Is that a DC comic <laughs> book? I don't know. Yeah, is, he's a Batman villain. The Baffler. Uh, he gives it a rotten. Jojo Rabbit combines Quentin Tarantino and Wes Anderson in the worst cop-out ways. And the Wes Anderson reference, I think, is so perfect because it reminds me so much. Well, later on, we'll see Kyle yeah. mentions it, and then I went ahead and any any time I was seeing Wes Anderson references, uh-huh. I picked up one of them through. So we'll hear a couple more of those. Yep, 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 yep. And we even do a comparison. So on on Metacritic reviews, why don't you read the uh, first Mark's, Metacritic review? Mark Savlov from Austin Chronicle. This is The High Side, 89. Absurdist humor abounds throughout a story whose underlying themes echo Elvis Costello's eternal question, what's so funny about peace, love, and understanding, even as corpses dangle from a foregrounded gallows? David Sims from The Atlantic is kind of in the middle of the road here. Gave it a 60. Jojo Rabbit's script isn't emotionally complex enough to address the cruel realism of its world. And as the bleakness continues, the jokes fall flatter and flatter. So as I read some of these in the middle, uh, and even on the bottom, I, I was trying to get in the mind of the person and understand what they would have wanted from the film that they didn't get. And some of them seem like, I wanted this to be darker. 
Or huh. I wanted this to like I wanted to be my satire. No other way. I oh. wanted my satire to be more biting. Uh. I wanted to make sure that everyone knew that Nazis were bad. Yeah, there is. When no... I was like, I knew Nazis are bad. Okay, I can't, right. I, okay. The reviews not here, uh, the ones that we're chatting about, but there was a fairly lengthy review that actually was going off on Sam Rockwell's character, who, in their opinion, went from uber Nazi to actually kind of a good guy. In the end. Which is sometimes referred to as a character arc. A character arc? What? what? I'm trademarking that phrase. Character All right, arc. fine. You, you may do so. On the bottom of the barrel for Keith, Metacritic Reviews. Keith Ulich. I picked this up because we don't get to see this low of a score. Well, I've... I, you know, Metacritic I've, rates it as a zero. They can be rated lower than this, <clears throat> yeah. but zero... Uh, Waititi is incapable of dealing with the twin horrors of oppression and indoctrination beyond cheap seat sentimentality and joke making. And I think, respectfully, Mr. Uh, Ulick, I think that you may have missed uh, the yeah, boat. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's my opinion. Some people don't enjoy life. I don't think they enjoy that. But from the hoi polloi. So there's a, a 561 positive, 82 mixed, and 53 negative. 7.8 uh, for the Metacritic. 7.8 out of 10. So uh, Turek gave it a 10. It is a masterpiece and a must-see. It is funny and clever, keeping me gripped the whole way through. Is one of the top 10 best movies I have ever seen. From the bottom of the barrel now of the hoi polloi, James Dio... Uh, and by the way, I did look for Galaxy Quest for Life to see if uh, right. Galaxy Quest for Life would have said this is no Galaxy Quest. But uh, gave it a one. It's like a film student with way too much time, which with way too much money and an obsession with Wes Anderson decided to build a movie around his wacky impression of Adolf Hitler. It's lazy and predictable and stupid and irresponsible. Ear responsible. I say, I say, I say, I say, I say, did anyone say no to this guy? <laughs> so, uh, there was, unfortunately... Yeah, for the, for our listeners, no, no spangle. spangle. Sorry. No spangle this time. spangle is... Yeah. But we do have the beloved Uncle Willard. Yeah, right Uncle in the middle. Uncle Willard gave it a five, uh, and uh, the scathing review, meh. Wes Anderson meets the girl in striped pajamas... Hitler was funny, but overall it was boring. I also got an It's a Beautiful Life vibe off it. I hate that smarmy blankety-blank. Shame. I really wanted to like it. Yeah. So Com Uncle Willard didn't Comedy like so is subjective is uh, the, uh, the, the through note here. The through sarcasm, line. Sarcasm <clears throat> and this type of comedy, absolutely. But if you look at some of... Uh, 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 his other work, it actually lines up very yeah. well with what they do in the shadows and some other things like that. Right. All right, so off the AV uh, Facebook comments, Todd Polt says, Rockwell busting out the crayons, cracked me up. Yeah, this is a good one. Alessio Pasquale giving the same review. I didn't even have to change it this time. Yes. yes. Thank you, Alessio. Thank you for chiming in, Alessio. John Shippey. This one's a great nomination because I haven't had an immediate reaction of yes or no to it, and this may be the first nomination that has me on the fence. This movie I watched because someone in the group posted about it. The previews put me off. Again, there's that kind of edgy thing, right? 
The previews put me off. I watched it and was shocked how well the movie was pulled off. I only have watched it once, so I'm going to rewatch it and then make my decision, but this is a close one. I will say this. I don't know how this movie ever got made. Would love to see a video of that pitch meeting. Amazed he pulled it off. I'll have to say, John, I suspect somebody threw a big pile of money at the director and said, hey, go have fun. Yeah. That's my, that's my gut feeling, uh, but I don't know. Lisa Fernandez says, we'll add that never has a film made me laugh out loud so immediately and made me wonder to myself if I should be laughing. Mm-hmm. Is something wrong with me? Am I missing something? Excellent film for all Brad's reasons above the shoes. Oh. Scott Herliska. Very good movie. Not Pantheon in my opinion. Gavin Davenport. No, sorry. This is not a great it's a good. It's good fun, but I felt the desire. I've felt the desire to watch it a second time. Okay, Vincent Suarez. I liked it better when it was springtime for Hitler and the producers. Well, there you no. go. Okay, all right. Patricia Perillo. I'm just gonna give this my big yes now. Now, since I have viewed this movie many times. Ah, Bill Allen. Absolutely. Very <clears throat> rarely in the history of film has a movie made me laugh so genuinely and so hilariously out loud. While also making me ugly cry. And Joshua McLaughlin. Mm. Ultimately, while it is probably an unpopular opinion, and this is after a very long and thorough review, this is kind of the The culmination summary, summary, I would not say that for me this movie qualifies as Pantheon choice. If Watiti hit more of that balance throughout the script, I may have been on board with the feature in its entirety. The potential is there. However, for him to make a drumcom in the future that reaches more of my sensibilities, though, I am sh- and I am sure that others may see this as worthy of the group's vaunted library, i.e. special shelf. Mm-hmm. Tim Platt, to wrap this up, says, This movie was fine, but it wasn't this masterpiece it was made out to be, in my opinion. There you go. All right, well, just to talk, let's chat for a minute about how the movie did and maybe do a few comparisons Receipts. with some others on our receipts Receipts. Here. Jojo Rabbit came out 2019, as I said. 108 minutes, uh, just under two hours. Uh, production budget was $14 million, an estimate $14 million. Domestic gross, 33.4. Worldwide, 90.3. In uh, 2019, the average ticket price was $9.16. If we had a way... Yeah. That we could, like... A masterful calculation using algorithmic powers to figure out how to compare movies across time. Like something made in 1940 versus something made in I know. How about a butts and seat index? Ooh, we should trademark, copyright, reserve, patent that. I like it. We actually have that. Oh, we do. Yeah. We take... The receipts, domestic, the U.S. receipts, and we divide that by the average ticket price for that year. So we take uh, uh, $33.4 million divided by $9.16 a ticket. You get the butts in seats, or BSI, of $3.65 million. Now, the Fight Club standard, as we call it, the FCS... $7.3 This is a 0.51 of the Fight Club standard. This is one half of a Fight Club. So another uh, 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 Taika Waititi uh, film, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, which has spun off a series. He also co-writes that. Hilarious series. Hilarious series. series. Uh, We've watched many, many episodes. But the movie came out in 2014. It's a shorter movie, 86 minutes. Production budget, just 1.6 million. You know, pretty like a quickie. Uh, Domestic gross, uh, 3.47. Worldwide, 7.25 million. 
Average ticket price in 2014 was $8.17. So that gives a BSI of 424,500. Yeah, so it's a smaller one. Most yeah. of these we're looking at are millions. Yeah. This one's in the thousands. Yep, yep. So uh, a, a small fraction of the Fight Club standard. Yeah. Now, uh, there's been comparisons to Life Aquatic and some others. So let's look at it compared to Life of the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, which is a Pantheon movie. Yep. Uh, 2004. Also, by the way, nominated by Kyle. Uh, 119 minutes, two hours basically, by Wes Anderson. It had a production budget of $105 million, domestic gross of 54.8, but worldwide... 121.2 using our calculations based on an average ticket price of six dollars 21 cents in 2004 it has a bsi of 8.8 .8 million or almost one and a quarter of the fight yeah. club standard yeah. 120 percent anyway of the fight club standard uh starship troopers i picked this for two reasons one uh paul verhoven uh does some movies that are sometimes not just uh, uh what's the word not sarcastic but uh, uh, uh satire satires and starship troopers is definitely a satire playing on a lot of different themes from uh, uh militaristic uh very specifically uh, anti-fascist and anti-fascist themes but 1997 had a production budget of 31 and a half million which by the way blows me away that in, in 1997, just 24 years ago, they could make that gigantic CGI movie for 31 million yeah. bucks. That's just nuts. A domestic gross of 83.5 million, worldwide 92.1. But in 97, the average ticket price was $4.59. So it had a BSI of 18.2, almost two and a half times the Fight Club standard. So, you know, they did pretty well with that one. And then I mentioned it earlier. There's a Char Charlie Chaplin, Charles Chaplin film from 1940, going way back, a uh, little over two hours, called The Great Dictator, where he literally played a Hitler-esque character. Uh, production budget was two million dollars. Uh, uh, they grossed nine hundred seventy thousand, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it's 1940. But they spent two million to make it. But anyway, at twenty-four cents a ticket. Twenty-four cents a ticket. Four million dollars of point five five. Yeah, it's about the same as Jojo Rabbit. That's about the same as Jojo Rabbit. Which is why we use the BSI. That's why we so use So we can compare the Jojo BSI. Rabbit. Had about the same amount of people. Now, The Great yeah. Dictator and two or three of his other movies were the reason why uh Charles Chaplin got an Oscar. Oh yeah. Uh a lifetime achievement Oscar. Um, because of that sort of thing. So it's not not just about the financial success of the movie. He set a standard for making movies of satire that made a statement not just for entertainment purposes, the bad guy tying yeah. the girl to the train tracks and Dudley Do-Right comes to say, mm -hmm. not just that, right? So uh, there was a big, there was a big, uh, big thing there. All right. So uh, deep dig. You know, before we dig super, super deep into yeah. Kyle's nomination. What, what are you thinking, Mr. You know, Miggity Mac? Under the table here, and I'm going to pull this out and surprise you. Under the table, right here. Okay. okay. You'll see. Uh -huh. You'll see. Hold This one is labeled to right. Dog. Okay. Actually, what does it say right on it? It says to Dr. Diamond Dog. Yes. From Hitler. From Kyle Brown. No, Not mine it. says from Hitler. Oh, it does. And it's in Randy Savage wrapping paper. I, you, yeah. Mine, oh, yeah. mine is in, I think this is Backstreet Boys. Uh, oh no! It's a uh, 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 D in a box paper. That's what my. So mine, his, mine says this is to gorgeous granite Gerald. Yeah. Gerald, 
from Kyle. Mine's from Kyle. We have some wrapped... This uh, is hefty wrapping now, paper. We get sometimes little uh, yeah. bonuses. Pres get pre bribes. bribes. We get yeah. bribes they, sometimes. The council the, gives us bribes. Yeah, the council members give us bribes. These are wrapped. We're going to tear into this. And kind of yeah, see with like... Did Kyle. Oh. We use like packing yeah. tape. Packing tape. I mean, bulldozer open. Oh, this is exciting. This would be like, like watching Christmas. an unboxing video, but only listening to it. Oh, I have a book called "The Selected Poetry of Rainer Maria Rilke," <laughs> edited and translated by Stephen Mitchell. And I have very nice. Oh, what do you have there? And the we have the script. By Taika Waititi oh, to Jojo it Rabbit. It's a Jojo Rabbit script. Oh, that's fun. That is very, that's going on my, I have, and I've mentioned before on our podcast, I literally have a special shelf in my office at home where I put uh, many of these uh, gifts, bribes, and these will definitely go, this is fabulous. I love the script. This is There's amazingly something else in here too. That is, is cool. This? Thank you, in bubble That paper. is cool. There's something else here. Wrapped yeah. in bubble paper. Yeah. What do we got here? Ooh, a candle. Oh, you son <laughs> of a you son of a gun! <laughs> so <clears throat> it's a candle with. <laughs> okay, so it's a religious esque candle, except it has Steve Zissou on it yeah. with his uh, trademark red hat. Uh, it's this is a, yeah. a devotion candle. Matt, this is because Kyle had uh, nominated this movie previously, and uh, the Life Aquatic both, with Steve Zissou. Both uh, Mr. Miggity Mac and myself, in our conversation, said, "Nah, it nah. wasn't our favorite," and then it got voted in anyway. So this is Kyle sticking his finger in yeah. our eye. <laughs> Thank you, we'll, Kyle. We'll never live it down. No, yeah. The, uh, I will light no, this candle in my bathroom every time I do my morning devotions. And, and we have the red hat that he wears at home because Kyle do. gave us one of those. Thank I, you, Kyle. In fact, for the next week, Kyle, I will put my red hat on, light this candle in the bathroom during my morning devotions and Vespers, second sees, uh, and uh, uh, make sure that I enjoy that. Thank you so Thank much, Mr. you, Kyle. Kyle. Here, Cheers to you, Cheers. Kyle. We are uh, sipping on some brandy today. Uh, it is delicious. Mm. I could use a topper there. Yeah, sure. All right. So let's do a little deep, deep dig here into Jojo Rabbit. So this is from Kyle, and this is, I think, uh, uh, an excerpt yep. from his uh, nomination. Uh, if Wes Anderson was a Kiwi by Kyle Brown. Three years ago, I successfully nominated The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. <laughs> I noted then that director Wes Anderson had a style that was so uniquely him, you'd never second-guess it was Wes Anderson movie. I've tried to find other directors that were completely unmistakable in their joie de vivre essence like Anderson, and one has emerged in recent years as becoming a mouthful of a household name. Taika Waititi, with blockbusters like Thor Ragnarok, indie darlings like The Hunt for the Wilder People, a mockumentary masterpiece, a masterclass in What We Do in the Shadows, and various TV projects that are catapulting the New Zealander to A-list status. As amazing as those works are, What We Do in the Shadows is absolutely Pantheon 2, by the way. He has one work that stands above them all and will go down as a modern classic. That film is 2019's Jojo Rabbit. I feel it deserves to sit right alongside Life Aquatic, Let me tell, which is very high praise from Kyle Brown. Yep. Let me tell you why. 
And then he goes in. He talks this about is the an cinematography, excerpt. the music, performances, the shout out. A big shout out to Sam Rockwell. It will crush me if this film doesn't make it in. I won't lie about that. It's deeply personal. I feel so strongly towards it. I haven't even talked about the amazing performances, the delightful comedy, the screenplay, or even the pure delight and emotion this masterful movie bring forth because I want you to just experience it. I want the work to convince you of its worthiness, not me. I hope you enjoy Jojo Rabbit if you haven't seen it, and I hope it still hits hard if you have before. Just do one thing for me. When the end credits roll, dance. Let everything happen to you. Beauty and terror just keep going. No feeling is final by Rainer Maria Rilke. Uh, all right. So, and and by the way, that ending uh, little bit there uh, on the movie, uh, I, I didn't have a teary moment or like a, even like a gulping type moment during, during the movie. There wasn't anything in the movie for me personally that really pulled me out. Not even him finding his mom. Uh, but, but that little statement at the end, uh, the first time I watched this movie, uh, uh, events of my life, not that I've had horrible, terrific, mm-hmm. ter- terif- terrible events happen to me, but the events of my life kind of washed over me in a moment. And, and I had a little bit of a, you know, yeah. little catch moment right there. I loved it. And I, and I loved the fact that that uh, is a quote at the end of this movie. All right. So let's talk about some uniqueness and challenges. Uh, Dr. Diamond Doug, how is this film unique? Maybe in ways that we haven't already talked about. Sure. Well, I would start that this film, uh, just as far as like uh, looking at our Pantheon list, mm-hmm. that it's harder for movies that are comedies and uh, to get in. Mm-hmm. But satires tend to do a, a little, a little better. better. They tend um, to be more artistic and therefore viewed a little differently. But the uh, this film is definitely unique in its... <laughs> funny Hitler. Well, I mean, there is that. The, uh, the, the way that they treat the character. Um, he's not Hitler. He's That's not the Hitler. Thing. He's the imaginary version of Hitler in the mind of, of a, a child. child. Like a eight or ten year old. And I would push it further as to say that the movie is in many ways viewed through the eyes of a child. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you get to kind of witness this crazy, huge, horrific, epic, tragic thing, but it's kind of through the eyes of a kid. You know, uh, the this 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 battle scene towards the very end yeah. where, where the town is under siege from the Russians, the Americans, the, the you know, all of the allies, and you know there are people dying left or right left and right, but even when something happens and you're like, oh, pff, wow, they're dead. You then see that person later and they're beat up and damaged, but not yeah. dead. Again, seen through the eyes of a child, the way a battle scene would be seen, right? Yeah. Oh, you know, but no one straight up dies. Yeah. Like right there. You're, yeah. Even the people who are hung in the square, they're either uh, a little bit, I hate to say dehumanized. They're not treated as so much like a person that's hanging there. The only time that you see their faces is when mom is holding the face of the child uh, at, the, uh-huh. at, at them to say, look, look at them. Yeah. Look. And then later on, mom's not there. We never see the faces. No. We only see the feet. feet. And specifically mom's shoes. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and what I'm untied. But um, but that sort of thing. And again, it's it's the way a child would see that. You know? Yeah. Um, this, uh, so as... 
uh, with a nod to what Kyle was saying about a unique style that I will grant that there is a unique visual style. It's not quite Wes Anderson in terms of the color palette is uh, a very unique uh, mm-hmm. pastel color palette like mm-hmm. Anderson, but the kind of gestalt, the the whole thing has a Taika Waititi feel to it. It's 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 um, colorized and bright and broken all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think that that unique vision is one of these uh, uniquenesses that mm-hmm. the film has yeah. as well. Fair enough. Um, and we've talked about some challenges for this film. One is the obvious one. It's like we were watching a comedy about Hitler and Germany and the Nazis. You know, that's a challenge, but there are other challenges. Well, I would also say that, like, the idea of, and we've heard it from another from some other comments, threading the needle when it comes to doing the satire of mm-hmm. finding the it's a dark comedy where you have to find the balance of dark and comedy and this is like i mean every movie is going to be subjective but humor and comedy uh, is subjective but also where the line is on a satire is going to be subjective mm-hmm. like did i get enough dark mm-hmm. like like when in the flavor pro- profile between bitter and sweet did I get enough bitter mm-hmm. or did I get enough sweet? Right. Uh, yeah. So I think one of the challenges is that that that's such an ethereal line. Yeah. Uh, and for people who are going to vote on this from the council, that if it doesn't hit them, the magic's not there. So the movie, it doesn't have that X factor to pull them in. Mm-hmm. And I suspect there are some no votes from people who either haven't actually watched it yet because they're not interested in watching it. I mean, there are movies where I'm like, I'm not interested in watching that movie. If it was nominated for Pantheon, I would watch it. But I'm just saying, there are movies where I would normally, not quite judging the book by its cover, but like, you know, even the previews and stuff, I'm kind of like, yeah, I mean, that's not my thing. Like, I wouldn't watch that kind of a movie. But uh, I suspect there are some people who are saying no without actually giving it a chance. But I also think that, you know, if you go in with a particular mindset, uh, well, this is like the producers, you know, uh, springtime for Hitler. Uh, it's not. Yeah. Um, but but if but you got to give it that chance. Um, you and I have had a, a friend for a number of years, a coach in a lot of ways, who has a, a, a hard and fast rule: Nazis are not funny. Hitler's not funny. Yeah. No jokes. No jokes about Hitler. No Hitler jokes. No Nazi jokes. And I know that they one thousand percent are behind that. And I haven't asked him whether he's seen this movie, not to stick my finger in his eye, yeah. but just to say, is but is this an example? Because every rule has exceptions. Is this an exception? You know, did they, did they do well with this yeah. movie, with that rule? And for me, that's both a challenge, but it's also an insight I had uh, in my second viewing. I went, well, what would he say about this? I mean, this is a, this sucker went up to the Oscars. Did it do okay? We're going to talk about awards later. Did this one do all right at the Oscars? I don't remember. Uh, one, it won one what? for Best Adapted Screenplay. Oh, so it's an Oscar-winning movie, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it did. At uh, least someone thought they did a good job. And, uh, and we can have this, so as far as an insight and segue into talking about the breakdown mm-hmm. by categories, as far as acting and casting, which is our first category, right? That I think acting and casting that were great. I'm not always a huge fan of Rebel Wilson, 
Um, her character made me grit my teeth every time. But, uh, but I still liked some of what she brought to the table. But it's just that's a personal flavor where yeah. I'm like, uh, it's a shtick. I got you. It's not my shtick. It's somebody else's. But down the list, everybody else, I thought. Fantastic casting. I thought so too. The kid was like both kid actors are hard. Start with the one, yeah. the boy. That's a it, like it's it's rough to find somebody who has kind of like a, a certain amount of pathos yeah. as a kid, and he and he did a great job with it. The other, and this is an insight on the movie, is that it's hard sometimes to get characters that are layered, nuanced, complicated, have contradictions, and the girl in here mm-hmm. was i thought just a wonderfully nuanced character that the, she was not the jewish girl that yeah. mom was hiding yeah. in the walls uh-huh. yeah so i thought that she uh was full of wonderful contradictions that she was strong and weak and she, that was, she was brave and scared she was deep and you got to see those layers yeah not peel away but she just showed them to you like yeah like, and and she would she would one. do things like slap the boy uh-huh. and then dance with him like it was and both of the responses were very appropriate. But when you first saw her, she was literally this dirty, bedraggled, yeah. filthy, grimy uh, little mouse, literally hiding in the wall, and scared I, yeah. out of her mind. I thought Scarlett Johansson did a, 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 a great Scarlett job. I, my, I, the standout was for me Sam Rockwell, Sam Rockwell. who <laughs> was fabulous, and uh, his love affair with uh, with Finkel, uh, yeah, or suppo- uh, yeah, whatever. But yeah, Theon, yeah. That's the dude yeah, that I know. plays Theon yeah. from Game of yeah. Thrones. Yeah, my wife didn't recognize so, him at first. So I, th- I thought acting and casting, honestly, uh, with, with without uh, in, the, in the extras in the background, uh, sure, w- w- never ne- none of them distracting. The little boy who's the the kind of the comic foil and the voice, the Jiminy Cricket yep. voice of mm-hmm. the. Uh, maybe we've chosen the wrong side. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's really hard to run in this paper clothes. It was yeah. all these little comments he would just kind of dribble yeah. in there. And then, um, and Hitler. You know, Taika Waititi, that it was very funny. Here's the thing. If you have decided that you are going to take this money you have to make a movie, and you're going to make a movie with a comic Hitler in it, cast yourself as Hitler. Go ahead and do it. Just do it. Yeah. Because, you know, it's... Think, why would you ask someone else to do that? I mean, I, 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 both, both recent times that I watched it, I thought to myself, this was a great decision he made, uh, uh, Taika Waititi, because he's saying, no, no, I'm going to take that. And if yeah. people don't like that character and there's a lightning rod, it's me. I'm the lightning rod. And yeah, no, that was really, that was really good. Okay. Let's do a little breakdown. We've already talked about acting and casting. Uh, let's break it down a little further. How about the directing and editing? How, how well do you think that uh, what he did there? So the editing of the like the the cut scenes and the moving back and forth and those like the, all of that was fine. This is one area, and um, I this is this was kind of a I had seen the movie a year ago. Mm-hmm. I really liked the movie. I remember the movie. I heard the nomination. I was like, oh, this will be fun. I'll watch the movie. I paid I watched, 20 bucks to, yeah. to rent it. Watched the movie. And there was an interesting thing that happened between my remembrance of the movie 
and me physically actually watching the movie while I'm watching it, that while I was watching it, there were, I felt like there were pacing issues in the movie. That it, like, there were times where it was kind of shallow, or not, not and I want to say that exactly that way, but there was kind of moments that, like, in the movie that just kind of had lulls, uh, that kind of dragged, that... And I can't quite put my finger on it. Say he did this on purpose to make you experience that element, but also it was kind of like it wasn't really necessary. Yeah, and uh, and then without prompting it, my wife had said the same thing Mm. to me. She's like, "No, I like that movie. I liked. I would recommend it to people." And the but but there was just times where I just kind of fell out of the movie while watching it. Mm. But when I remember the movie. There's so much right. I like about it. The, the, and my son had the same reaction unprompted as well. So it was kind of yeah. like this... Uh, and he's 19 Yeah, 18 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so and I don't want to crap on the movie, but no. there, like, this is one area for me mm-hmm. that, uh, like... Mm. But Wes Anderson, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, oh. I had a similar thing that I said about that, which was... There was like for me there was like the pacing just didn't do it for me and I don't know what it is maybe it's my lack of attention span I know that Kyle likes slow burn yep. shows and movies and it might be just a patience difference between me and him on that um, but this is one area the pacing not even all of the directing but the pacing of it mm-hmm. and that maybe that's in story screenplay I, I as well editing. but yeah. Your thoughts. So I think that there were elements of the movie where they, for me, hit me over the head five, six, seven times with things. Uh, you could say maybe with the shoes, the shoelaces be one, for example, where it's kind of like, okay, I know that that's going to be a thing. Like, you don't have to hit me three times with it. It's going to be a thing later. I got it. I didn't actually expect mom to get killed. Yeah. That that was a surprise. But the shoes... And it was a good shot, too. Yeah. The kid stands up, shoes are right next to him. Yes. He notices it's framed well. Yeah. yeah. That's all done very well. That's all in direction and uh, cinematography. And that was all done uh, very well. But but it was obvious that it was coming. Uh, and and you, it was also obvious it was coming because the kid spent a lot of time without mom at camp, uh, playing with his friends, doing this and that. And then right before... Uh, she was actually taken and, and killed in the square, hung in the square. We didn't see her getting hung, but we knew she was there because her shoes were hanging there. Uh, all of a sudden, he and his mom spent like, I think it was about 15 minutes of the movie, running around and playing and dancing and talking and laughing. More time together, having fun, than they had the entire movie. And I was like, okay, this is going to culminate in her dying. Uh, but, but you know, maybe that's just my experience yeah. of watching movies that I kind of see those things you know, like that's that's a that is a tool used in storytelling. I just maybe I just see it coming, but uh, I I do think that the directing was good. I do think that there were some slow moments, and I think that maybe they used some of those little like um, uh, 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 for, foretelling, yeah, foreshadowing, uh, foreshadowing a little heavy handed, but but it was still a good movie. I'm not crapping on the movie. How uh, the screenplay and story? Um, I remember either. One of my kids did a book report on this book, or I read it and read it and don't remember reading it. But the point is, I remember this story. It was not 
the movie story. It yeah. Did not, it, there was an imaginary friend that was Hitler esque. There was a, a little Jewish girl hidden in the walls. Uh, she was younger, I believe. The, all those things were there, and uh, but his way of adapting that screenplay, uh, adapting that story to screenplay, I think was better than the book. Yeah. That's my opinion. I like the way the story was told. Um, so the story was good. The screenplay I thought was great. In fact, the, the fact that Kyle gave us a copy of the screenplay is fabulous. Uh, the, my one little qualm with the story in general, mm-hmm. and it, it's minor, a minor qualm, but um, when I was reflecting on this, I was thinking of uh, another conversation that I had heard that talks about movies uh, that succeed or don't. And one of the things is asking the question, what are the stakes are there stakes present? Are there things at risk? And do you feel the things at risk? And um, for the for a large part of the movie, especially for the young girl that's that was hidden, I know there's stakes, but I didn't quite feel that that she was so in danger right. yet. And that was one thing where. A little bit later on, finally, when the Gestapo shows up, then you feel the stakes. But I, I did up until that moment that the stakes just weren't quite real, and I don't right. know if that was because we're doing the through the eyes of the child or not. But that would that would be one element where I'd be like, if you could, yeah, she he ran to the door to to, to tell on her, but never made it to the door. If he had opened the door and looked outside and saw someone, and then the door shut. Then now it's danger, right? But but up until then, that it it never got to that full danger moment. And but honestly, but, yeah. this it took it took me and and I I feel like I'm pretty observant movie watcher. But it took me till this third viewing to catch on why the Gestapo was tipped off to their house at all, and uh, mom was dropping those notes about yeah. you know free Germany, uh, free Germany is better Germany, etc. We didn't know that she'd been killed, and it wasn't that either the friend turned him in or Sam Rockwell's character turned him in. It was they knew what mom was involved in, which is why they came to the house. They didn't say that explicitly, but that's the explanation yeah. that makes sense now, yeah. right? Now, that's what the one that makes sense. Because Sam Rockwell's character lied for them and covered for them while the Gestapo was in the house. Um they couldn't have known about this little girl, even though he had told his friend about her, sort of, uh, sort of. His friend didn't turn him in, so why was the Gestapo there at all? It took me a little while to figure that piece yeah. out, but yeah, it was some of those kind of elements where I'm like, wait, what? Why is this happening? And so you're right, like it's like the stakes thing. So if maybe there had been something to connect those two together, like why they were coming, or that we knew they were coming, and we need to, yeah. To deal with it, that would have been different. I think in the book there was something different. And there. again, minor thing, but it was just yeah. something that that popped into mind. Mm-hmm. Cinematography, again, through the and, eyes of a child. Cinematography and location. I love the cinematography of this movie. It was beautiful, yep. beautifully shot, really well done. The, this all the stuff in the house. Kyle mentions that the, uh, the the houses ha- lo- with the windows look like eyes. Mm-hmm. The locations were nice. From the uh, outside, you could actually see the little pocket where the girl was hiding yeah. below that one set of flat windows, not the big windows. Like, no, 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 that was all very, very clear. Uh, the score. Now, I thought the, uh, so I, I liked the music in this. I also liked the use of the German version of I Want to Hold uh-huh. Your Hand, which Not came out that. later. Not just but that, then there were you also songs. a David Bowie song mm-hmm. that showed up uh, in there. Um, so 
I liked the music. I, I liked, liked it as well. Score. Special effects and notables. I mean, There's... there was some explosions. Uh, the the people hanging. That's very practical special effect. Uh, I can't think of a whole Slow-mo lot. Slow mo running. Sure. Uh, the the bombs exploding. Uh, his the, facial scars, which the, were yes, like didn't even think scars. about them. They were very nice. They were they were done well. The um the battle scene towards the end with all of the explosions yeah. and the crazy that was done in an exaggerated not slapstick way but uh comedic almost comedic yeah way over exaggerated way you know uh, that kind of stuff was kind of cool um, one of the notable things that I really liked uh, was and it was it was I think this was more of a direction and cinema photography element but I, but I consider it in the special effects and notables the way that the imaginary Hitler interacted with the world around him he was in the bed he was under the covers he throws the covers back and gets off the bed but if you note the covers weren't just randomly somewhere they were where they probably would have been if the kid had got out of bed in the morning you yeah. know um, uh, uh, Hitler threw something the Hitler character threw something at one point and it broke and I went back and watched and there's actually no pieces of it anywhere so little, little things like that, I thought that was kind of cool, little, like, thoughtful yeah. little tidbits that it was clearly an imaginary uh, character. I thought those were kind of neat little moments. Says, does this have an X factor for you? No. I mean, not for me. But, um, but only because I feel like the X factor for me was all up front. This was an imaginary Hitler for a kid whose mom lets him think he's a Hitler youth. But she's never going to let him actually be one, right? Uh, uh, even though she kind of pushes him in that environment, mostly to cover for what she's doing. Um, he was safer in that environment than trying to hold him out of it. Um, for, and so, yeah. I, you know, for me, I didn't see that. But, you know, maybe others will. For me, if there's an X factor to this movie, it is the... <laughs> how much I like thinking about this movie... When I'm not watching the movie, <laughs> uh, how much the movie is on your mind? No, like, and it's it's odd. Like, it, it sounds odd to say. Like, I liked it while I was watching it. I like it better when I'm not watching it. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, like it's like, oh, that was. But such is that a good, good movie. or a bad? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like this. Th- that's this is kind of a thing where it's a fence sitter type movie. Where for me, that it, like. And we'll get on to later on questions later on where we talk about what our personal votes are. Right, sure. Uh, but it's kind of this fence-sitter quality of a movie that is not perfect. Mm. And it has enough things for me personally that would allow it to not. But it also has enough things in there that without without doing like cold calculated like if i just add these things up and i assume that all these categories are equal to mm-hmm, each other in mm-hmm. weight right that this would equal then 4.39 versus 5 4.51 right, or whatever right. but this is more of like is it a, a hard 4.5 or a soft 4.5 right no i'm with you yeah. for for me i guess i guess in retrospect if there's an x factor it would be this if someone said to me hey take your time it's not a list of 10 Make me a list of movies that I should watch that will give me the full spectrum of what... Like, someone who jumps forward in time from 1899 
and is willing to say, okay, I will accept that all the technology is different now. Now, I want to learn about the culture, the society, and the way people see things. Give me a list of movies to watch. I have nothing but time. Would I put this on that list? That, for me, yeah. if it hasn't, not every time is that the case, but in this specific movie, is that something that I, is this a movie I would put on that list? And for me, the answer that I would say to, to that person is, a qualified yes. Yes? No, no, no. A qualified yes. But they yeah. can't watch it early. They have to watch the actual movies about the actual event. Yeah, to watch Saving Private Ryan first. Yes. They've got to watch, they've got to watch, uh, uh, well, maybe Inglorious Bastards. Although that's just you gotta watch, another. You got to watch uh, Cabaret first. Yeah. You got to watch well, but they, that's Sound of Music first. An actual movie about, <laughs> yeah. that, that talks about the horrors yeah. of World War the II. The Schindler's List. There you go. Schindler's List would be a good one. But also one about World War One. Yeah. So you understand why Germany was the way it was. Yeah. You know, why, I, as a child, I always thought, why was Germany this way? How did they get to this point? This makes no sense to me. Was this magic? Was it? Did this person hypnotize people? No. They were made that way yeah. from what happened after World War One. I. I mean, yeah. you know, so anyway, uh, take that aside. So would I put it on that list? And I would say I would say I would put it on that list. They should watch it, but just later on. So anyway, uh, it did win one Oscar, as you said, uh, for best uh, uh, adapted, screenplay. adapted screenplay with 47 other wins and 194 nominations. So award-winning, well-respected movie. Uh, so uh, a little bit of trivia. Um, the director uh, and, and uh, screenplay author, uh, Watiti, uh, who is uh, Maori and Jewish, right? Maori... Every time I say Maori to my wife, she's always like, "I, that's familiar. And I say, you know the guys that do that dance where they stick their tongue out yeah. and they just, huda, huda, huda. You know, I, I can't do it, so I'm not even going to imitate it because that would be stupid. But that group men's war dance, right? They're you know, tattooed like the, the, the guy from... Uh, um, the Rock. Yeah, like The Rock, but that's not who I meant. But anyway, that Maori slash Jewish. He was asked why he chose to play the role of Adolf himself. And he said, the answer's simple. What better F you to the guy, right? I mean, and he's not yeah. wrong about that. Sam Rockwell said that in addition to having a dialogue coach to learn the accent, he watched classical and veteran actors like Marlon Brando, Ralph Fiennes, and Oscar uh, Werner portray World War Two era Germans, and then decided that ultimately his character would be more like Bill Murray or Walter Matthau <laughs> with a German accent. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> Uh, the film is actually based, uh, as we said, on uh, a novel by Christine uh, Lunen named Caging Skies, a book that Watiti's mom loved before turning him onto it as well. This is the book I was telling you about. I'm pretty sure now that I think about it that one of my kids was reading it for a school project. Uh, imaginary Hitler is not in the book, he adds. Well, sort of. Although the rest of the story's main characters are. Taika Waititi wore a fat suit while portraying Adolf Hitler, which is which weird. He's, he's so <laughs> so skinny. I'm, as a as a thick man myself, so uh, I saw that and I read it to my wife, and she goes, "Well, he fit in that robot suit in the Mandalorian, right?" I was like, "No, sweetheart, that's." I think that was just the voice of him. But you know what? Now that I think about it, that's how I'm going to think of him is fitting no, in the yeah, robot. No, he yeah, fit in absolutely, one. like just like a C-3PO. Uh, as the Germans lose the war. The Nazi symbols on JoJo's wall are covered up by other symbols as yeah. the war turns on him. 
After losing the war and committing suicide, the color of Hitler's uniform changes from mustard yellow to gray. He also has a head wound. He has a head wound. He does. He's got a big red blob on the side of his head. In the scene where the Gestapo comes to Jojo's house, Heil Hitler is, Heil Hitler. is said 31 times Heil in one Hitler. minute. Heil, Heil, Hitler. Hitler. Heil, Hitler. Heil Hitler. Heil Hitler. Heil Hitler. Everybody has to Heil Hitler. Everybody else individually, which, by the way, to me, sounded exactly like in Spies Like Us. Doctor, 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 doctor. Which, by the way, Chevy Chase did almost the exact same thing in Christmas Vacation. Where he's like, yeah. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. F you. Q- if you, if you, if your mother. Anyway, yeah. In this, uh, anyway, Heil Hitler has said 31 times in one minute, according to Watiti. He wanted a funny moment, but he also wanted to il- illustrate how ridiculous Nazi protocols were. There you go. All right. So, voting time. Uh, as of this minute, the second, as far as we know, uh, on the AV Council, there are four council members who have voted yes. Kyle, of course. Uh, Brad uh, Hawkins. Brad McBoom. Uh, Brandon Falk and Jeremy Clifford. Uh, Matthew Wade has voted no, and we don't currently have votes from uh, either or Rachel, uh, r- either Rachel or Nathan Plantiga, or uh, April or Adam or the guest voter Ryan. So while there are four yeses, and then the Facebook poll currently is at forty-one yes, for a sixteen no, twenty haven't seen it. So there's five in, which yeah. means there's five out. But the Facebook poll, I would say. It's probably going to be yes, but yeah. it is within. It's not like it's seventy-two to six. It's usually a five-to-one split it's, on the Facebook poll. Yeah, and this, this is only is like three to one, forty-one to sixteen, not even three to one. So. But there's five votes that are out there, and this movie needs two needs to get two in right now to get in. And I feel that's very likely. I feel it's likely that it's going to get in. And then how about your vote? What are you going to vote, Mister Mister Donovan? I'm going to pass it off to you first. Well, I'll tell you what. So I watched the movie the first time, and I thought ah, I'm sitting on the fence. When I watched it the second time, I realized while my uh, midsection is firmly on the fence, my right foot is firmly sitting on the ground on the yes side, and my left foot is floating up in the air. And uh, I think that it's not a, it's, this is not a 4.5 maybe yes for me. It's a yes, but it's like a 4.6 out of 5, right? It's a yes. I'm going to vote yes for it. You son of a gun. But I'll tell you something. <laughs> I'll tell you something. The reason why I'm going to vote yes... Is because you don't want to make Kyle mad because after the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou no, issue? Not why. Not why. I'm going to vote yes because this solidified that thought in the back of my head about, about uh, w- if somebody came and had never watched movies, would I tell them this is the movie to watch? And I say yes. So if this is a movie they should watch, then it is um, an essential viewing, right? So while I don't think this is one of the best movies they should watch, it's definitely one they should watch. Absolutely. So, and... uh, You, sir, sound like you're about to piss Kyle Brown off. Everything about me wants to say yes. (laughs) However. Well, I'm not going to even say however, but I will say that um, uh, this movie will get in. That's my prediction, and I think that it should get in, and I'm not upset in any way that it gets in. If you were a guest voter, however, you would say no. Okay, I, I, know, and the re- and, and the reason is just because I didn't connect to it, but I but but you sure like talking about it. I love talking about it, and if 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 you had asked me before I watched it this last time, I'd say yes. Gotcha. But then. Just there's something 
that happened while watching it where I just get those I, slow moments. Uh, so uh, I'm I'm happy for Kyle because I'm gonna I'm gonna bet that this gets in. And, I suspect it will, uh, and I think that it's valuable uh, in many ways. And I don't, I, uh, but the uh, but for me, it was just kind of like, huh, nah. I got gotcha. you. It was it's it is a four like it's a four point five ish on the soft no, on, the on the no soft side. side. Yeah. So for me, will I tell I will I tell people to watch it? Yes. Sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they like, go, well, I haven't seen that. No, Should I watch a, it? Yes. Yeah. Sure, no, yeah, it's a good it. movie. But yeah. is it like, if I can only watch five movies, is should it, this be in the five? With The Godfather? No, 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 no. I haven't watched any movies in my life, but I have time to watch five. Should I watch this one? No. Yeah, so there you are, right? And I would say, gosh, I don't know. Do you have six? Yeah. 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 So, we're right there. We're just on the other side of yeah, the same spot. And this is pretty typical for us. Yeah. No, that's not true. You're the good one. Sometimes. I'm the jerk. No, it's usually the other way around. I'm this saying no. This is why no. Kyle likes you better than he likes me. No, he likes me because my name is... Uh, what is it again? You know, Gord. it's the long version of Gary is Gerald. Gerald, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, Gerald. Gerald, in fact. That's yes. the, yeah. That's not actually my name, but I have been no. called this many times. All right. So, that's our national. That's our rationale. I would say thank you, Kyle, for nominating this. I, I do, like, too. I, so I appreciate thank it. Him. I and, and you know something? I, 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 I joke about uh, uh No, but this Steve movie script, Zissou. this movie script, amazing. amazing. I love it. I joke about Life Aquatic because I said no and it got in and it got in. Yeah. Not that my vote had anything to do with it, but but uh, I really do like the candle. It's going to be on my special shelf for years and years and years, and right next to the hat on a. I have a little foam head like you would decorate or like you would uh, dress yeah. a wig on. The hat sits there. Yeah. All right. So, any final comments, Mister Diamond Doug? No. The uh, I think we're closing in on the end. Okay. Well, and, and I think I have spent my load. I have said everything I need to say. So, uh, as always, I hope everyone enjoyed tonight's conversation. Where can Videoland find you, Dr. You Diamond Duck? You can find Dye? me on the Facebook page as long as I make sure to not get banned for <laughs> inappropriate <laughs> content. You've been threatened, sir. Twice now. Usually it's because I reposted something Brad said. Oh, Brad. Uh, you can find uh, me on Facebook as well. You can find Adventures of Videoland on Instagram, adventuresofvideoland.com. But the conversation always begins and ends on Facebook. You've been listening to Criticism in its Finest Hour. Until next time, Videolanders. Now it's time for us to dance. Yeah! Dance, dance, dance. This is, this is, no, they can't no. see us dancing, no, actually. They can't see us dance. Wait, how about this? We, we love, love you. you.